The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about and that's really fun. County is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chief. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. But, most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Wexford made it five wins from five after beating Cork in Wexford Park on Sunday. But I think whatever about some of the other games in the league, we probably can't read too much into this one, Ben, can we? Uh, no, but it was hard not to get into it when you were there, you know? Yeah, six thousand, five or 6,000 people in Wexford Park on, so, a, yeah. on a decent day. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a great game to be at, even though it technically meant nothing, but... Yeah, well, look, at the same time, we can only beat what's in front of us and we will try and rein it in a little and not get too carried away, but it's still a great start for Wexford and for Dara Egan. And nice to have a league semi-final to look forward to at the weekend. We're joined by former Cork star Lorcan McLaughlin for this one and we discuss the game, the league in general and take a look at next weekend's semi-finals. Just to note, the semi-finals hadn't been fixed at the time we were talking to Lorcan but have since, and it's Kilkenny v Cork in Park Aquive on Saturday evening at 7.15, and it's then Wexford v Waterford on Sunday at 3.45 in Nolan Park. Both games televised live on TG Car. Here we are with Lorcan. Um, we go, we start with something a little lighter now. Your old buddy Patrick Horgan was tweeting there last week, we used to have a great sport, hashtag yellow out, in <laughs> reference to his hatred of the yellow slitters. Do you feel as strongly about this as Hoggy does? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say so. Look, um, I don't think the, the colour of the ball makes a huge difference, but look, um, I think he's probably making reference there to the number of changes that have, I suppose have come into the game in recent years. Maybe you know that certain changes being made to the game are, you know, necessary really, you know, and I think that's what he's more referring to more so than anything, but um, I don't think he's that, I don't think the colour of the ball <laughs> bothers him too much, you know, he he, he, he preferred the white ball right by the sounds of it, but look, it, it doesn't make a huge difference, but I think he's more leaning towards the, the, I suppose, the micro stuff in the game that's been changed over the last number of years that doesn't make a huge difference, I don't think, but, um, you know, I think that's more what he's referring to. Was that on purpose? The, on a lighter note to talk about the yeah. yellow slitter you trying to yeah. reference that it being lighter 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, I think someone comes back about the size of his hurley in the box. But look, it, it, <laughs> some of it can be just, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just put out there. But look, yeah, I suppose Patrick Horgan, look, he's, um, I suppose, whatever he says, it's going to be put out there in the media and it's going to be, you know, it's going to carry. But I, I don't, I, I, look, to be honest, I don't think it makes a massive difference. Um, I suppose Huggy probably has his own preferences. And look, we've seen with Slitters and all that down through the years that different teams have different preferences. But look, to be honest, the colour of the ball does make a huge difference at the end of the day, you know. Oh, we were quite surprised to read, read it because consider it absolutely <laughs> irrelevant. So cryptic, cryptic messages from Huggy then. We have to take everything he says as a deeper message. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's going to have a massive impact going forward. But uh, again, I think look, maybe it is the changes that are that are coming in that you're kind of you're kind of wondering where they're coming from. But um, there's certainly a lot of changes in the game that, that that I suppose that you know throughout the league that referees have been focusing on that I think are important as well. Like and we see, you know, referees cracking down on um, the head high challenge, and I think that's they're the kind of stuff that I think needs to be focused on, and that's the important stuff. I think that's that's an important move. From referees, I think it is, you know, the safety of players is important. I think that kind of stuff probably does need to be stamped out of the game. Yeah, that's fair. The tr- the throne as well, I think, we started. Yeah, within reason. I think look every year it's something new in the league, you know, and um again, I, I you'd you'd hate to see it taken over because you want the game to flow. Um, but it, again, look. A hand pass is a hand pass. There has to be, you know, clear distance between the ball and the connection with the hand. So I see where they're coming from. Um, but again, just players just need to be conscious of it, of it. And I think it's probably, you know, in the league, referees focus on it now and it kind of clears up as the, as the championship goes on. And when, I suppose, when the, when the, when the ground is hard and the ball is traveling 100 miles an hour, to be honest, a lot of that stuff will be forgotten gotten about All-Ireland final day and from the 80,000 people, I don't think there's going to be a huge thing made of these things. So come All Ireland final day, you'll be allowed to throw the ball. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. It probably helps a bit though. Like clamping down on it now, it will revert back to type, but probably not as bad as before because it's slightly in in the mindset of the players and they've trained a little bit more about focusing on doing it right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you'll see the the brick flick is kind of the trend at the moment. And we, we would have seen Bally Gunner as well utilising that in the, in the club final. So I think you'll see a bit more of that. But I think it's no harm this time of year to enforce and probably put a focus and emphasis on it now. And then going forward in the championship, then players are a bit more conscious of it. And it's probably, you know, practising in training as well. And it, it, there will be clarity there as the year goes on. But I don't think they'll be as strict as when the championship kicks into gear. The most recent game there, Wexford and Cork on, on Sunday. There's a few headlines we read. Semi-interested Wexford, edge out Cork. <laughs> O'Connor inspired Wexford win phony war against Cork. Rory O'Connor shines again as Wexford take dead rubber. <laughs> Was the game as irrelevant as these headlines are suggesting? Um, absolutely not. I think the league has been good to the the, the four teams that are left. I think they'll, they'll have taken a huge amount from the league so far. Um, Wexford were impressive, absolutely. They were uh, fully deserved for their win. I think they're hurling from a lot of good stuff. I think Dar Egan has done a fantastic job so far. Um, you know, like Rory O'Connor shooting the lights out at the moment. I think he's one of the top forwards in the country. Um, but at the moment, I don't think Cork would be that concerned about the loss. 
Um, I think they've tried, you know, they've changed around their team a bit. They've showed consistency. I think, look, you, you'd never hear that coming from Kilkenny, anything about a dead rubber or not taking the league serious. Like, I think that's kind of a dangerous approach to take. You know, Limerick may maybe I think have come back a bit later, so that's why you see them only kind of getting up and running now. But for every other team, I think it was it's been hugely productive for the likes of Wexford, Cork, Watford, Kilkenny. I think they'll they've taken a huge amount from the league so far, and you can be sure at the weekend as well they'll be going all, all out to win the league. We had JJ Doyle and Davy Redmond on two weeks ago as well, talking about how like no, there's no dead rubbers. Like you you want to go and win every game. But at the same time, Cork had like seven players that could possibly be starters not playing. After we beat Galway, we had Fergal Healy telling us that Henry Shefflin and the Galway team won't be too upset about the result. We've heard the whole way through the league with Limerick losing their first three games that they'll be okay. There's no need to worry about this. It's only the league. So what what, what way do we read into it? I think it's tactical. I think it's tactical from certain teams like Limerick. Look, they, they were after a long year last year. You know, they're on the road a couple of years. They were probably later back and you could see teams were fitter. They were probably sharper and stuff. And now Limerick are getting up and running. But for the likes of Cork, it's important to get these wins, you know, and build momentum and try new players and kind of, I suppose, look, uh, Brian Cody again is a master of this, bringing through new fellas, um, uh, Chapian changing, reshuffling his deck, Parik, Walsh going to centre forward. The league is great for that in the competitive environment, you know, really good competitive games. They're exactly where they want to be and they, they, they see full value in the league and how they can build a team and take that forward. And then they've likes of Paddy Deeg and TJ Reid coming into it. So he'll be exceptionally happy as well with the league so far. Same with Cork, like they've tried Darrell Leary at centre-back, you know, Kieran Joyce, they've unearthed new players on top of last year as well, where I think, you know, they've changed their backroom team, Pat Mulcahy's involved. So the, the further they go in the league, the more beneficial it is to one, settle on a team, but also to kind of try to develop a style of play as well and get 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 game time into these young fellas. Would, he, would Kingston be a little disappointed in how, like, some of those guys got their chance on Sunday and I can't say too many of them performed. Would you be a little disappointed with those fringe players, how they performed? Uh, I'd say absolutely. I think, you know, Wexford definitely deserved the win and were full value for, you know, even Cork of the goal at the end as well to narrow the gap. But um, I think he'll be happy with the league overall in general, disappointed with the with the result on Sunday and maybe the performance. But I think in a way, it's a good kind of, um, you know, a good way to be going to next weekend against Kilkenny. You know, it'll sharpen the minds now again. You know, again, there might have been a bit of hype that Cork were going well in the league. Sometimes, you know, a loss, it's probably a good loss. There's probably never such thing as, a, you know, a good loss. But if there was a time to lose a game, last Sunday was probably it, you know. I know they can they can build on that and hopefully they'll respond and take that bit of momentum, bounce back and, and you know, sharpen up for Kilkenny. And I think it'll help focus the minds for Kilkenny next weekend. It was, it was actually one of the things that surprised me the most, like, there was no Tim O'Mahony, Mark Coleman, Jerm Elric, Dara Fitzgibbon, Robbie O'Flynn and Pat Jack O'Connor on the bench. No Pat, Trick Horgan. And yet I'm thinking, well, OK, yeah, that's a very second string team. But that leaves like seven players that are playing for a place in the starting team or even in the squad. But they, I, th- I thought they just looked disinterested. They didn't, they didn't look to like... When you see them against Limerick in that in the great win against uh, against Limerick and Parker Cueve, the intensity was for from minute one was unbelievable. But that wasn't even there, and I'm, 
I just found it very surprising. Yeah, and look, what I'd see with the league as well down through the years, you don't know what block of or what phase teams are at. So, you know, who's to say the Cork didn't put in a heavy week of training? I, I don't know just from the outside looking in, but definitely they will be disappointed with that performance. Now, Wexford Park is always a difficult place to go. Wexford are going well as well. They have a huge amount of momentum behind them. They fired on the day, and I suppose Cork will be disappointed with that. But like I'm saying, they look far enough to kill Kenny with that disappointment, they'll go back, they'll train hard during the week. And, you know, if anything, that loss will help focus the minds again for next weekend. It could have been different, I think, if um, Conor Lahan had scored that chance he had in the first half. Do you think that would have been a big turning point? Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. When you're traveling away from home, you know, uh, the momentum of a game can change and small things like that. Now, it was an excellent save, you know, but generally Patrick Harg or um, Conor Lehan would have put those chances away. So like games can change in that you get a goal, you get a point or two down top of it and all and all, all of a sudden then momentum is in your favour. So absolutely that a game can change in those small moments. Yeah, Mark Fanning is, he's having a great year so far in fairness to him. That was a, that was a super save, really was. There were a few other things. There was a bit of a lull there and Cork were coming back into it. They were, I think, eight points down at half time. They got back to within three, I think. And then Wexford made a few changes. Charlie McGuckin came on, did very well. There was also a period there where I think Cork got six in a row. But at half time, he made three substitutions. Seamus Harnedy came out at half time. I've never seen a game where Seamus Harnedy wasn't, you know, at least involved. Do you think Kingston maybe made those changes because he was upset at how things were going? Or were these pre-planned changes for the game that, that was in it? I think it would have been a bit of both, to be honest. I think he, he would have definitely seen it as a game, you know, Cork were qualified, so he was definitely going to make changes. But at the same time, I don't think he'd have been happy with the performance from a number of his guys. And, you know, that's, that's again, a, a great wake-up call for next weekend, again, going forward. Like that, that, You know, again, we don't know. We're just looking from the outside in, and we can only judge teams week on week on their performances. But he would definitely have been disappointed, I think, with Cork's performance. In patches, they played well, but they were definitely off the, off the pace of the game and the intensity. They were a million miles off it. So there's a lot to work on this week to get it right. Uh, for next weekend, you know, but definitely some of those performances like Seamus Harndy, he wouldn't have been happy with. There's an awful lot more on him. He'll be a key player going forward and into the championship, so he'll expect more from the likes of him next weekend. So, will Cork be going all guns blazing for this at the weekend? Absolutely, I think so. I think it's important. Like Cork will see this as a good opportunity. Like it's '98 since Cork have won um, a, a league title. You know, it's 2005 since they've won um, an All Ireland. So it's been a long time since Cork have picked up a national a national title. So they'll see this as a huge opportunity. I think the league has been very productive for Cork, but it, it, in the back of the minds, I think they'll see this as kind of an opportunity, you know, that, but it's the same for the four teams that are left, no different to Wexford, Warford, Kilkenny, every team that's left now would say, this is, you know, this is a chance for us now to land silverware, a, a good, big competition to win and build on that then for confidence going into the championship. It's funny there on League Sunday, on Sunday evening, Joanne Cantwell posed the question, is the competition becoming a bit of a farce? She was talking about Liam Sheedy, saying a few weeks previous that, that Tipperary would be better off not going to the finals. Jackie uh, Jackie Terrell was talking about about for Limerick, that they've no real need to win this. As you were saying, they're, come, they're back late. This is all about bringing a couple of extra players in. But then, as you mentioned, Cork haven't won the league since 98. 
Wexford haven't won it since 73. There is a real want to win the, win something and win the league for these counties, for, for Wexford and Cork at the moment. Absolutely. Does Merton win this competition, you know? And it was the same at Limerick a few years ago. Like, when they were full tilt, they wanted to win every competition. They wanted to win their All-Irelands. They wanted to win the leagues. They wanted to win Munsters. And now I suppose the team has, the team has been on the road a while now, the last couple of years. So it is about managing, I suppose, you know, that workload on players year in, year out. But for the likes of Cork, Kilkenny, Waterford, all those teams that take your hand off to win a national, to win a league title, definitely. I absolutely, I've no doubt. And Cork will be going full tilt next weekend to try and win that game. Then we look at the fact that we've got Wexford, Cork, Waterford and Kilkenny in the semi-finals uh, next week, at the, at the weekend. And if the two teams that win go to the final, and then they've only got two weeks, like Wexford will only have two weeks before they play Galway on the 16th of April. And you've got Galway now with a lovely four-week break before that game. Do you think they're happy enough with that? Do you think, like, is there a problem there? Should there be a big, there must be need to be a bigger gap between the this final and the start of the league? Yeah, I possibly agree. Like, two weeks is very close. But again, I'd be very surprised if Galway weren't wishing that they were in the position that Wexford were in as well. You know, I think Tipperary and Galway would have liked to get more out of the league and would be would love to be facing the semi-final this weekend. I, I've no doubt about that because the extra game. You look at it from both ways. Look, if, if Wexford go out and they're flat in the first round championship, they'd say the gap was too narrow. If if Galway go out and they, they're flat, they'd say the four-week gap was too much. You know, so you it depends on how... And like, look, look, you go back... You want three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks is not that's enough, it, and four it. weeks is too much. <laughs> but but it is the case. Look, and it, it goes back like over the last ten years. It goes back to Kilkenny again. They just don't complain. Like if they every competition that's there, they go out to win it, and it doesn't matter if it's two weeks, three weeks. We would have seen it when I was playing as well. The gap between the monster final, if you won it, and the All Ireland semi final, that never bothered Kilkenny. You know, but then you know when we we might have come out a bit flat in the Northern semi-final there one year against Tipperary and they were saying it was the gap but teams just get on with it you know you want to be in these competitions you're there to win it I would I would have said look Limerick would in the back of their minds if, if they were at this stage they would definitely be going all out to win the league they obviously weren't in that position so now they you know they finished the league strong they're focusing on championship but I think for the four teams left they'll see it as a huge opportunity to, to win uh, a league title So on that note would you expect to see much stronger lineups. Uh, I, I, I think Wexford have played. I think Dara's got a very nice balance of playing a strong team and blooding in a couple of players in each game. Uh, Corey Burnham Barr being the one at the weekend who who came in and did well. But from Cork, like having, as I mentioned, almost seven possible starters not playing. Do you think they're all back in, or do you still think that there's a little bit of a mix? Um, I think it'll be a bit of both. I think Kieran and the management team will look over the course of the league. And they'll see, you know, they will have championship in mind as well. And they want, they'll want to be trying settling on a team now that will, you know, reflect what's coming down the line as well. But uh, I think some of the newer players and the younger players like Kieran Joyce, Darrell O'Leary, I think they've done exceptionally well in the league. And I think they've put their hand up for a starting place at the weekend, but also going forward into championship, which you'll also see probably a more experienced Cork team as well, taking on Kilkenny. With, I suppose, like you might have one or two left in reserve as well because they're going to need a bit of punch off the bench as well against Kilkenny. So would you be would you be confident going into that game that Cork will get the victory over Kilkenny as they did in last year's semi-final? Um, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a cracking game because I think 
after Cork knock Kilkenny out of the All Ireland and then looking looking at Kilkenny at the weekend, I think they'll come down and probably chip in their shoulder. But I think um, Kilkenny always bring out the best in Cork as well, and hopefully it's on in Parky Cueva. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but you'll have a huge crowd down and there'll be huge interest in it as well. And Cork will definitely get to another level against Kilkenny, so I think it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, I'd fancy Cork. I would. Um, but again, I think Kilkenny are going strong. I think their their newer lads have come in. The Blanchfield at wing back is excellent. You know, Carey, um, they Kenny, they've four or five young fellas. TJ Reid as well. I don't know if he'll feature, but I think they they're looking strong at the moment. But I think Cork, you know, will make the changes. I think they'll bounce back from last weekend. They'll be disappointed with that loss, but I think they'll be happy with the league overall. And I think they'll you'll see something very similar to what you're going to at the weekend as what Cork are going to be shaping up to in championship. Would it be seen as like a huge, for both Cork and Wexford, you think it'd be a huge momentum killer if they both lose at the weekend? No, again, it's, I suppose it is that, that how you perceive the league and how you look at it. If, if either team is beaten, they look at it saying they've got a huge amount out of the league that has been productive. You know, they've brought through young fellas. They've won some big games. If they win at the weekend, they'll take huge confidence in that as well and they'll want to go on and win the league. Um, like I mentioned, the four teams that are left now are really going, like they'll go after winning that league title and it doesn't matter how close the championship it is, they, they're going to set their sights on winning winning at the weekend and winning a league title. If they're beaten, I think the four teams will have got a huge amount out of it in terms of reshuffling their, their pack, bringing through new fellas and building a bit of momentum towards championship. Well, I think Kilkenny have been kind of quietly going about their business in the, in the like again, I suppose you, you called Brian Cody the, the master of, you know, managing the league and bringing through players. He's nearly forced to do it because there's Bally Hale usually in a club all Ireland or, or James Stevens or, or one of the other clubs that they are missing a lot of players. So they, it forces his hand a little bit. But even this year, you know, after the loss to Tipperary, who haven't been that, going that well either, the, close enough to Antrim, it was kind of seen that, you know, there's not much coming from this tip or this Kilkenny team. But then they end up top of the group after a very strong victory against Dublin and a good good victory against Waterford at the weekend. But they're still, I was checking like the bookies' odds, they're still 10 to 1 at like fifth or sixth favourite to win the All Ireland. Is, is, is that. Oh, is this, it, it's typical of Kilkenny that they're always there, thereabouts in every competition. Like, you look at the league again last year, they were one of the top teams. They won a Leinster Championship and they were, the puck of, they were a puck of a ball away from being in an All-Ireland final. And that's considered a poor year or, or uh, a Kilkenny team that's not that strong, you know? So, and like, even at the moment, they could easily win a league this year, you know? And you're dead right, going under the radar, no huge hype about them, changed up their team. I know they're in a great position. Like looking at them at the weekend, I thought they were, you know, they put in such a strong performance against Watford, finished strong, you know, and you put TJ Reid into that into that team. Walter Walsh was going well, Killian Buckley, some of their older lads, and there's a good mix of young fellas as well. Blanchfield was excellent, you know. So they've they've an awful lot going from at the moment as well. Yeah, very impressive. Walter Walsh, he looks to be back to near his best. But uh, yeah, I just I, I find I. <sighs> I find it amazing. I, I think they're they're always underestimated. Sure, like last year, they like last year's league is not much to go on. Maybe it's something that's damaging this year's league. The fact that there was no final played, but they were technically the joint champions with Galway last year. So, uh, like absolutely, absolutely. And again, you know, on the back of that, they built on that with a Leinster championship. 
and they were so close to being an All Ireland final, you know, and that's their their and that's back bad. again. Yeah, the scene is bad. But bad year for Kilkenny, you know, and other counties would be absolutely delighted with that. And again, they're in a league semi final this year again, and it's a Kilkenny team that's you know not your like you were saying not considered one of the top four or five teams in the championship for the All Ireland. Yeah, I think I, I suppose. I suppose in Kilkenny, leagues aren't as important, or Leinster's aren't as important, and it's it's seen as a bad year if you're if you're not contesting all Ireland finals. So it's, it's a lovely place to be, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, again, I'm, I don't know whether again is it showing what where where the league is, but like Limerick going so poorly, they're still odds on favourites for the All Ireland. Wexford five out of five games. They're twenty-five to one to win the All Ireland. I know you you, you were joking beforehand uh, about Wexford be, be, being strong favourites now for the All Ireland. Twenty-five to one, they're seventh favourites. Like there's only Clare and Dublin at twenty-eight to one, and then Leash and Westmead behind them. Is, yeah, is that I, is, is that a more realistic reflection of? They, well, look the way I look at it, and look Limerick are the team to beat. Limerick are the the, the front runners, and if they kick into gear, look. It's going to be very hard to stop them in championship. But if you if Limerick are knocked out of championship, every other team is going to fancy themselves. There, there's half a dozen other teams that would say, right, if Limerick are gone, we've a great shot of winning all Ireland. That includes the four that are playing the league semi-final at the weekend, your uh, Wexford, Cork, Kilkenny, Watford, they'll all fancy themselves. You know, Clare would be in their Galway Tipperary, all those teams. If Limerick are out of the championship, every team would fancy themselves. But Limerick in full flow. They're just still a cut above uh, the rest of the counties at the moment. But yet they couldn't make the semi-final. <laughs> Absolutely. The Maybe they're slipping. <laughs> we hope they're slipping. <laughs> I think everyone hopes they're slipping. <laughs> slipping yeah. but, but you're right. Like if, if Limerick do slip, everyone's Look, there thinking that we can be the the number two. That's it. And look, I suppose, you know, in the league, we like to see maybe... Um, a few weaknesses or a few cracks maybe in the Limerick side, but like I think everyone knows they're they're in no different position to this time last year. You know, they they struggled through the early rounds of the league, built a bit of momentum towards the end of the league, and then just blew everyone out of the championship, you know. And it's it seems like it could shape up again uh the same way this year. No, I know they've had a few injuries and you know that might affect their team going forward, but they remind me an awful lot of the old Kilkenny team, you know, maybe 10 years ago that you really need to knock them out of championship when you beat them because it's very hard to see them losing twice in championships so if they're knocked out of the semi-final stage I think you know it opens up it blows the championship wide open Looking forward to, to this weekend Wexford and Waterford the way Wexford are playing would you would you be tipping Wexford or would you think Waterford are going to come you know as good as they have been the last couple of years yeah, look, I, I I thought Watford looked exceptionally strong throughout the league and then watching him at the weekend, I thought he just didn't fire, you know. So it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. I was and again, look, it's typical of Kilkenny and Nolan Park that, you know, same with Dublin as well. I thought Dublin were going really well until Kilkenny. No, Kilkenny just seemed to be after putting two great performances back to back. So it's very hard to judge week on, week out. It's it's very different. Looking at last weekend, you'd say Wexford are in a very strong position, Kilkenny are in a very strong position. But then you could see you could see Cork and Watford in the up in the final. You know it all comes down to the next game. But 
at the moment, I suppose Wexford are in a great position. They've put an, they've put a consistent run together, and I suppose out of all the teams, they've been up there as the most consistent through both leagues. Kilkenny again are building momentum. They're coming strong. Waterford dipped last weekend. I thought they were going very strong, but then look at them last weekend. You know, a few injuries. Um, Stephen Bennett's a big loss. I don't know if he'll be back, but. He, it's hard to know, you know, it's, you know, Wexford have, at the moment have performed consistently at the highest level out of the four teams, but that could change again next weekend. Is there a danger, I think, of maybe Wexford maybe peak too early? That's I, I, that's the fear, I suppose. Look, um, you know, when the league is done and dusted, you, you know, it's about ramping up for championship again. And that's why I suppose Limerick aren't going to be overly concerned about their, their poor performances in the league. Um, it's hard that, you know, Wexford have been consistently good and maybe that's why I referred to maybe it wasn't a bad time for Cork to lose at the weekend, that they can bounce back now again and, and hopefully get a bit of momentum going to the semi-final final, whereas it can be difficult to keep that going throughout the league. Like Kilkenny were a bit up and down as well in the group stage. They seem to be kicking into gear now a bit as well, but I'd be I'd be happy enough from a Cork perspective. I think, you know, there's plenty there now this week to get them focused again for next weekend. Wexford, I think the thing is to keep that consistency there now to, to back up that performance with another high-level uh, intensity performance again next weekend. So that can be more difficult in the position that Cork are coming into, that Cork know now that they need to get focused this week, put you know do everything right and be ready for a huge challenge against Kilkenny. Whereas Wexford are coming on, like, how can we keep this going? How can we look for the next level? Everything at the moment looks to be going well for Wexford. But then on the day, we'll say if the pressure comes on and things aren't starting to go well, you know, it's going to be interesting just to see how. And Watford as well. Watford will be disappointed with last weekend's performance as well. So they're going to be a different uh, proposition next weekend. I suppose yeah. the best thing from Wexford point of view is obviously the form of Rory O'Connor, but also we're in this position, one or five games, and we haven't seen Leach in for, for a minute yet. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think across the board, I think, um, you know, the, the new players that have come in, the the older, I suppose, more experienced fellas, they all seem to be firing. Uh, Rory O'Connor was absolutely exceptional at the weekend. He's had an excellent league campaign. He's had an excellent couple of years, but I think more so this year, he seems to be taking it to a new level. So he is one of the top forwards in the country. So there's an awful lot going well for Wexford at the minute. And uh, it is just a case of keeping that going now again and, and Use taking that momentum into next weekend. Yeah, Lee Chin was he was named he was named in the squad for the first time at the weekend. I I expected to see him, but unfortunately, we we didn't get to see him. Uh, or Shane uh, Pepper got the nod ahead of him. <laughs> okay, so um, was that was that down to injury, or was it just was he fit, or? Well, he was named in the squad, so I assume he was fit to play some part. Okay. Yeah, and again, maybe that's the strength and depth. And look, Dara's Dara's shrewd enough as well. Like he's building a panel of players. He knows who he has. He's shaping a team. And look, I'd assume as the year goes on, Lee Chin is going to fit into that team somewhere. Like you know, in farm, he's one of the best one of the best hurlers in the country. So um, it's just about that timing. And maybe if he's playing at the weekend, that he'll be a huge addition to Wexford again. You know. Yeah, but as you're saying for, for Wexford. And for Rory O'Connor, like to, to keep it going. In terms of Rory, like the form has been great, but to know All Stars won at this time of year, it, it'll really come down to performances in the championship. But Wexford as well, like it's 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 hard for us here in Wex in Wexford to not get carried away. 
because we, we get very excited about our hurling. Um, but the, I'm, I'm looking back on, on the games as well, and I'm thinking like we played Limerick first, probably the best time to get Limerick because they were back late. They were very experimental in their in their uh, in their lineup. We played Clare without Tony Kelly. We played Galway without Conor Whelan, without Brian Kilcannon. They were actually both late withdrawals, I think. Um, and then playing Cork without uh, those seven players that I mentioned. But at the same time, you can only beat what's in front of you. And we've beaten them all. And Dara's got a good chance to experiment himself. Absolutely. I think, you know, that that's exactly the, the, the mindset and uh, it will be the same next weekend. You know, it's no different. Like it, it'll be new opposition again. I think Watford will be a different team next weekend, but the farm Wexford have shown, like I've saying, have been the most consistent team throughout the league across both, uh, both groups. We're going to ask you for a few predictions now for the weekend <laughs> for our, the McLaughlin treble. <laughs> Big money winner. Yeah, um, I'll give it to I'll give Wexford the nod because of their form to date, and I'm going to give Cork the nod. I think there'll be a bigger performance in Cork next weekend. Um, so I'll give it. I'll give Wexford and Cork the nod. So Cork are getting the nod because you're from Cork, and Wexford <laughs> are getting the nod because you're on the Wexford Ireland podcast. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and how about the, the relegation? Antrim and Offaly. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a tight one, you know, and uh, I think Offaly, look at the weekend, they went, they went, they lost heavily to Limerick, so that's, you know, I, I think Michael Finley has a good job done with Offaly within, you know, like they're coming from a low base, so they're, they're trying to, you know, get back up to where they have been before. Um, Antrim have been, you know, they, they've had some good results in recent years, so um, it, it, it's going to be a close one, you know. Uh, it, it, and if who am I going to go with? Um, I'll give I'll give Offaly the nod on that one, but it's going to be close. Santrum could easily come out on top, but I I'll give Offaly the nod on that one. I think that'll be hugely disappointing for Antrim, considering their performances have been so good, but they just haven't got any points on the board. Yeah. But even in recent years, they've had some massive results as well up in, you know, and their home patch as well. So they, they've shown an awful lot of consistency as well in recent years. But again, it's just there's fine lines between getting over and getting the points in the league. And just, you know, I think in their style of play and their performances have been good. But just, you know, it, it can be very difficult in the in this, especially Division 1, to get to get any results at all, you know. Yes, I feel bad for Antrim. Like this, just seems that Leash are their bogey team, and that's the worst team to be a bogey team. Like yeah. last year in the league, as you're saying, like the best Clare and they drew a Wexford up up in in Antrim. Then this year they were a, a penalty, a McManus penalty save away from beating Waterford. They were so they got within four points of Kilkenny, but then beaten by Leash by a point. And I wouldn't pay too much attention to the hammering by Tipperary at the weekend because. I think that they were focusing on, on Offaly next week rather than on that game. Um, I don't even think McManus was playing. But no, I, I, I think it would mean more to Antrim to, to win that. I think Offaly, I think they're, they're still building, whereas Antrim are closer to being there. I, I'd be back. I, I think Antrim can get that done. What do you think, Ben? Oh, I, I wouldn't go against you, Gary. Oh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> And, and what about the other semi-finals? 
Oh, Wexford and Cork. And we saw the two best teams in two best teams in the country yesterday. <laughs> so it'll be a league final and all Ireland final. Absolutely. We're booking the tickets already. <laughs> uh, I thought about this just as we were speaking there. And I'll ask you first, Lorcan. Would you take Cork to be in a Munster final or to win the league? Um, at this moment, I'd take the league. I'd take the league, absolutely. I think, you know, in recent years, Cork, Cork have won a few Munster championships we've seen in the last 10 years. I think three of them. I think a national title would be nice, you know, a league, especially, I think those things are psychologically huge, you know, 98 since, I think it was 98 since they won the league last. Yeah. It's just those small psychological things that you have a monkey off your back there. I think that's going to be there as well. They'll see it as an opportunity. I think they're well set, like even the addition of Pat McCahey into the backroom team, Noel Furlong as well with some of the school. I worked with Pat Mull in CIT. He's excellent. So he's a great addition to the backroom team. I'm hoping they can kick on in championship this year. Look, Limerick again. And like, I suppose, look, if they could, the Munster championship is going to be highly competitive again. Like, Watford are going well. Tipperary could come out and fire again. Clare as well are going to be in opposition. Limerick are obviously going to be front runners again. So to win, I think they have a great opportunity now to really go after the league and to try and win it. And I think psychologically that would be huge for Cork going forward. Even for some of their younger fellas coming through, that would be a monkey off the back. They've, you know, a few of those lads have monster titles in their back pockets already, so it would be yeah. nice to add to that. And then wherever the league, you know, who knows with the All Ireland if it opens up, you knock, you knock. If Limerick get knocked out, I think it opens up, blows the championship wide open. But if Limerick kick into gear again, I look personally, I think if they're at their best, they'll win another two or three All Irelands if they if they hit the levels that they have in recent times. If Limerick get knocked out, everyone will be saying, ah, look, they're fine. They're, they'll, they'll be back next year. <laughs> <laughs> they were late back this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Ben, Ben to you. Wexford in the Leinster final or win the league? It's a toughie because um, I do, do think league be massive. But then again, if you're not in a Leinster final, your possibility of just getting knocked out in Leinster in, in the round robin it should be demoralizing. <laughs> It'd be a big time, especially after winning the league. Not to, not to get our Leinster. I'm going to take the Leinster final. It's all about championship. All about championship. That's why Wexford haven't won a league since 73. It's all about championship. Okay. <laughs> now, Larkon, we do Hurler of the Week every week and we ask our guests to pick it. Now, <laughs> It might be, it might be a little obvious who it is this week, but <laughs> you know we don't we don't tell our guests who to pick. We might give them some pointers, but who would you pick as a Wexford player? Who do you who would you like to ch- your choice as player of the week? Yeah, I suppose. Look, after his performance at the weekend, I suppose. Look, you'd have to give it to Rory O'Connor. He was exceptional. You know, I think he's. He's really in form at the moment. Um, and he did look, he ran up a big score against Cork. So we just because of his performance in Cork, he'll have to get it. We, we, yeah, just the vote. And because of the show as well, I'm giving him the nod. Yeah. <laughs> Cork, they, nev- they never really got to grips with him, did they? He, he kind of 
No, he did. Look, I think Wexford just played at a higher intensity and he was just at the, you know, he was at the end of all those attacks. So, you know, he was he he started a lot of them as well and finished them. He was just, Wexford just hurled at a better, higher intensity. They were just sharper. And then Rory O'Connor was just, you know, exceptional on the day as well. So they had an awful lot going for him. So uh, an awful lot for, to be impressed with from a Wexford perspective. If the two teams do meet later in the championship, or possibly in league final, would you expect that it'll be Jerry Millerick who picks him up? Um, I suppose yeah. I think the back, the Cork backs definitely struggled with him at the weekend, so that'll definitely make the Cork management think about you know who's more suitable. Jerry Millerick seems to be that type of player that's picking up you know the danger man. So um, I think he possibly would. Yeah, I think he has to be shut down definitely. I think. You know, there's more, but obviously, that there's that with um, Conor McDonald as well is going to take watching. Um, but definitely, Rory O'Connor just needs to be shut down because he, he hurt Cork at the weekend and he has done it to a lot of teams this year and in previous years. So he would definitely be targeted. Yeah, it, se- it seemed to me that Millerick was the, the designated man marker. And there was, tr- I think, there was three guys tried on Rory on Sunday, and none of them really quieting him down now. Maybe those guys yeah. won't get won't get the nod to play again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, look again, it's hard to know. I look um, definitely Cork would have gone out to win the game. You don't know what kind of phase of training they're at. Did they do a block of hard training? You know they did changed up their team. You just don't know. Like taking on the performance, Cork were well below where they needed to be. Wexford fired, Roy O'Connor fired. So that was that was the difference at the weekend. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be huge for him come championship because he's going to be such a marked man now. Absolutely, and that's it. And it's look, it's Tony Kelly and Clare as well. Like they're huge influential players, so like you're not going to give them the run of the pitch. Like you're going to shut them down as much as possible. You're going to close the space around them. You'll have a man marker on them. You'll probably have someone else dropping into that space. You'll be putting pressure on the delivery going into them, so he won't be getting easy ball or you know. So all that will come into play as well, and. Uh, It'll be interesting the weekend as well to see who Watford and um, picking him because he'll definitely need to be he'll definitely come in for extra attention at the weekend. Yeah, it's actually it's interesting because Wexford, despite winning five from five, for we haven't been very high scoring. We've only hundred and eleven in the plus column. Now, defensively, it was very good. We're only conceding eighty seven, but in terms of scoring, Cork are ahead, Galway are ahead, Clare are ahead in in. In Group A and in Group B, Kilkenny, Waterford, Dublin, Tipperary are all ahead, and Antrim are only two points behind. Leash are only eight points behind in, in scoring. Is that could that be an issue, or you know, just keep it tight in the back and let the yeah. forwards worry about the rest? Yeah, and maybe that's part of Darry Egan's, I suppose, tactics going forward is that they're going to be more. Um, defensive minded maybe but certainly when they need to run up a score and we saw that the weekend they have enough firepower to do that but um, yeah as the year goes on you definitely the top teams will run up huge scores and the ability to get goals and it looked like at the weekend that Wexford had that, have that ability up front to get goals whether that's Conor McDonald or the pace of Rory O'Connor you know Lee Chin comes in there you know the top teams Kilkenny got the goals at the weekend as well and uh, they just have a knack for getting goals and that's the key thing defensively I'd be um, very very like that's very positive from a Wexford perspective but as the year goes on then it's, it's the ability of the top teams to get goals and I think Wexford have that in their forward play I think I think there's a lot more to come from from other forwards as well 
Actually, I think I think Connor Connor Mack is going to have a big year, and maybe that other teams focusing on stopping Rory O'Connor will hopefully open up a bit of space for for other forwards to to get in on the act. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you go back to Limerick, anyone from the half back line right up like can can shoot. You see Barry Nash going forward last, they getting a goal. Yeah. Um, I know, but like that's that's what you're talking about with the top teams. They can hurt you from everywhere, you know, and. Um, it is though. Look, you want your you want your backs to be able to defend first and foremost, and then to develop that game that they can be options if they get in within a hundred yards that they can pick up scores as well. Congratulations to Rory O'Connor who has been picked <laughs> as hurler of the week by Larkon McLaughlin. He's also in the running for the GA hurler of the week, but I, I think we know which one he'll feel <laughs> is more important. Absolutely. Now, before we let you go, we're going to ask you a few. Quick fire questions. Can you tell us the best player you've ever played with? Best player I've ever played with. Um, probably coming towards the end of, and I'll say their careers, but the O'Connors, because I suppose I would have watched them growing up along. They were phenomenal. No, I suppose they were getting a bit older when I joined the panel with Cork, but they, they were just two. Ben, I suppose, if I had to pick one, was just phenomenal. I thought he was exceptional, you know. And I would have followed them down through the years with Newtown, with Cork, when they were going well. Just exceptional, you know. So that wit, I would definitely say Ben O'Connor. You probably had to mark Jerry a bit, did you? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would say played with and against him and marked him in training. uh, We would have beaten him in a county semi-final. I played with CIT back in 2011. So we beat Newtown to Chandram in the county semi-final. So they would have all been playing, but they would have been pushing on. So, But yeah, they were... Even, across the board they were just exceptional players who is the toughest Wexford player you've ever had to mark <laughs> the toughest Wexford player I've ever had to mark um, I suppose um, I, I would have crossed paths with Lee Chin the odd time and he's I suppose he's, in, he's a phenomenal athlete like in fairness and D O'Keefe actually I have great time for I think he's an exceptional player as well it's ultra consistent I think for Wexford one of the toughest um but yeah, possibly Lee Chen. I think he's he's a phenomenal player. That's fair. What type of hurl did you use, or do you? Uh, do I use? Um, yeah, I would have started out using O'Connor's, but um, Aiden Walsh, the club mate, so I've used Aiden's for the last I don't know 10, 15 years. So he'll be happy with that plug. <laughs> Was it hard to change over from the O'Connor's to Aiden's, or did, uh, did he make him the similar way? Uh, no, he, he, like in fairness to him, I suppose it's changing from anything you're used to, it's always difficult. But I was always going to change anyway, and uh, like he, he, he makes the quality hurley as well, so it wasn't that difficult. If you had who, one player to go to war with, who would it be? Yeah, I suppose, and then Cork, I think, had found it hard to replace him. But Niall McCarthy was just he was a warrior for Cork, like, and I was fortunate again towards the end of his career that I got to play with him for a few years played against him in the county final and carried tool so again with CIT we beat Newtown in the semi-final and carried tool ended up beating us in the final he was playing that day but he was a key man from that day but what a warrior like in, in championship if there was one player you wanted in championship it was him definitely yeah he was a ferocious oh yeah absolutely just sent you know win toe to toe that Kilkenny half back line and I think he won man the match and won the All Irelands against the Kenny yeah. as well, but just had so much like going for him as well. But would lift the team, you know, would lift the crowd, would get big scores. Um, definitely, yeah, that, that that's the guy. What is what's your favorite or most memorable moment from your career? 
Um, I suppose the semi-final against Dublin in 2013, you know, we Cork hadn't been in the final since 05, hadn't won a semi-final since 05, so that was a big one. Um, I ended up getting a few scores that day, picked up man the match that day, so that was kind of one of the better days. Um, beating Kilkenny in the quarterfinal, I put those two back-to-back, they were two big days, because Kilkenny were, they'd still all the big, I know they were probably you know, pushing on some of them, but they'd still an awful lot of quality that day in Shefflin, Tommy Walsh, you know, they had them all, Jackie Terrell, phenomenal team, like, and we, we beat them in Turles that day, went down to beat Dublin in the semi-final, so either one of those two were, were the big ones. That that yeah. semi-final was the the one that Ryan O'Dwyer was sent off in, was it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, so I got the, he was, he picked up the second yellow on me, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful what I say here. <laughs> Go down easy now. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, no, I went off with that. I went off with the blood sub. So look, we. Ah, well, he drew blood. I, he drew like, blood. He, he drew blood, but I came back on. So. <laughs> no, we don't, don't have to ask if you could take away one point, which would it be? <laughs> oh, take it. oh absolutely jeez goes without saying my god but I just even to, to pick up on that I think the point before the patch Cargan got like it was just what a score to get to that stage of the game it was absolutely phenomenal absolutely, like and yeah. it's just it's a pity for him it's just a shame because you know look I think everyone has probably said it that if there's one fella that deserves an All-Ireland you know and, and he did he was in that position to get the score you know and you all he, you know time was probably up you know but look that's the nature of sport it is the way it is and it, it was just an opportunity missed I suppose from our side of things yeah, it would have been a tough one I mean would have been I think it was a fairly <laughs> tough one well, I haven't I haven't I wasn't there so <laughs> <laughs> okay another question win the league but it means you don't get out of Munster. <laughs> or guarantee getting out of Munster, but don't win the league. Oh, I suppose, yeah, you mentioned it a while ago, Ben. I suppose when it comes down to it, it is really about championship. But okay, I, I, yeah, you have to, absolutely. Because um, everyone, it's geared towards championship. Look, everything, you know, up to this point is geared towards championship. That's, that's the bottom line. But certainly from a car perspective, a league would be... I think psychologically it'd be huge, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're picking win the league because it'll help you get out of the group in championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you that, that, that first game, it's, it's Cork against Limerick first, is it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. So it will uh, be interesting. Like in the, I think Cork have got a huge amount out of the league. So, but Limerick, Limerick would love to keep Cork down. You know, there's just been, there's a bit of, you know, there's between the two counties down through the years, especially Limerick are, are I suppose they are the noisy neighbours, you know, they are, I suppose they're, they're, they've done so well in recent years and Cork have been, we, we, we've been a good bit off them, but it would be, I, I'm hoping the gap is closing a small bit, maybe the first round championship is the time to, you know, try and turn them over and kind of make them doubt their, you know, maybe are they slipping a small bit or, or maybe Cork and other teams are closing the gap. Yeah, it could be very very psychological win or loss in that game. Yeah, I think the same with Wexford and Galway. Yeah, well, I think Wexford are targeting those first two games against Galway and Dublin yeah. very big. I think that's one of the reasons we're probably a bit further ahead than other teams right now because our two first two games are so huge. Yeah, and I suppose it's back to point, you know, teams, some teams are probably after putting in more work than others as well, you know, so it is a case of trying to keep that momentum going into championship. Whereas the likes of Limerick, you know, if they if they win the first round, they're up and running, you know. But if you can beat them in the first round, you know, 
they're playing you know they're you're making them think basically like but if they if they kick into gear they're going to be very very difficult to stop again it happened in happened in 2019 I think Limerick had won the league and everyone was talking and Cork, Cork turned them over then down the Gaelic grounds yeah absolutely absolutely but I suppose they'd come off the back of a league, you know, they, they'd still won the league. So they were, and they, they played exceptionally well in the league that year as well. They beat uh, Watford in the, the league final, I think, in Crow Park, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Aaron, Aaron Galan got... That's the goal, yeah. That's the flick, the yeah. flick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, he had, look, they have the quality. Flanagan is up front, you know. Casey, all right, will be a loss for them, but they have enough firepower. What they do with Kyle Hayes... You know, you could see him probably going further up the field. Maybe they they seem to have, you know, a lot of backs there at the minute. Um, you know, Keane Lynch seems to be coming into a bit of form. Gerald Hagerty is there, but you know, they've a lot, they've an awful lot of options, uh, an awful lot of quality in their side. You know. Yeah, looking forward to it now. I'm looking, looking forward to the weekend first of all. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> you had um, Frank Flannery over you in Clanturk last year, did you? Yeah, we we we've kind of coaxed him back in again this year. Okay, back, he's under pressure, but yeah, he did an excellent job with us last year. In fairness, him, he's quality coach. Yeah, so he took us to a new level, brought through young fellas as well. So um, we won the second grade of senior and Cork senior A. So we're up Premier now. So interesting, but um, it's difficult hardly in football and all that. But he's done he's done excellent work with us and. Hopefully he'll have more time as the year goes on, but just as the moment he's under pressure with, uh, I suppose, working other family and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, you're familiar with Frank Down in Wexford. Yeah, uh, the the Owlert lads just mm-hmm. just absolutely love him. Yeah, he's brilliant. Oh, he's mm-hmm. absolutely hurling fanatic, but he's an excellent coach. Like, um, tough man as well. Like he is. Yeah, he can. Uh, <laughs> he can get through the players. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, he was brilliant for us last year. He's living. He's living in Cantork at the moment, so it was. A, it was a perfect fit for us. Yeah, he sounds well. Oh, spot on. Perfect. Like what you see is what you get from him. Like he'll tell you straight out. Like and but he's excellent. He gets the game like very very shrewd. Yeah, we, we had him on the podcast last year, and just listening to him as well, the way he sees the game, and the kind of things that he's pointed out, it was it was, it was great. Yeah, I'd say we drive him absolutely bananas because uh, it's hurling one week with us, it's football the next, and he's he's a hurling man, so he just wants to hurl, you know, morning, you know, day in day out. Whereas he, <laughs> he didn't have, he didn't have that. No, he, no, that's it. Yeah. So, but uh, so it's a it's a complete split every year. It's just one week, no matter what's going on. One week football, one week hurling. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, even at the moment, though, we've eighteen league games in 20 weeks and it's hurling one week football the next yeah so they've changed the group so it's two groups of 10 so we've and that's only the group stage of the league so um for us for fellas like me the older fellas we'll it's less games we need i'm afraid and is there like is there always pulling different managers in recent years, they've actually worked a bit better together because they like whatever hope you have, they need to work together. Like if there's any bit of conflict or if there's if they're pulling against each other, it just won't work. Because you're the same group of players, I'd say 12, 12 dual players, I'd say in both. We got to we were in the senior senior A final last year and the intermediate football final. We won the senior A hurling and we lost the intermediate football to um, our local neighbors, New Market. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for preparation. And, you know, good coaches will will have teams, especially at the highest level, like everything's geared towards championship 
you know, but geez, we, we actually had uh, Frank was excellent. He brought on Kelly down on the Tuesday night before the county final. But like we hadn't caught a hurley, I'd say in, since the quarterfinal before that, we were doing football all the week up to it. And I'd say Owen Kelly was coming down saying these fellas can't hurl at all. Mm. You know, he our hurling was atrocious. But uh, it just as the as the week goes on, then fellas sharpen up and the Thursday night was a bit sharper. So it was um we just seemed to click then on championship for some reason, but it's not preparation isn't ideal. Like no, it's tough because most clubs there's at least uh you're veering one way at least. Yeah, more so. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for for giving us so much of your time. No bother, guys. It was a pleasure to be on. Thanks very much, Lorcan. Bit of crack as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No bother. Once Cork win the league, no, we'll be happy. Depends. Depends how the weekend goes. If Wexford end up beating Cork in the league, don't ever contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair, lads. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Take Great care. Stuff. Henry was the best of what he did to everybody. Unquestionably, the best there ever was. Mike Ward, like, he was just so good. He was just so good. He was just so good. A magician. I'm the youngest in the 15. Uh, nine brothers and five sisters. They just stuck you in the goal then? Yeah, well, uh, a so called goal, uh, two tar barrels. Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Thanks very much to Lorcan for joining us. Very nice fella. And a bit of crack as well. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. He, You heard what happened, Gary? Uh, I didn't know. He, I'm not sure how it happened, but he thought the game was in Cork. Oh, so. dear. He actually didn't get to see it. He listened to it on the radio on the way back, but you know, you wouldn't enjoy a, a six hour round trip for Oh, absolutely not. No, not with the price of fuel these days. No. Anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Hopefully, looking forward to a league final. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. All right,